Are we in the last days? How would we know? Does the Bible tell us? Stay tuned as we look at some verses about the last days. Plant a seed in my soul, water me, let it grow. Strengthen me from above, staying rooted in your love. Plant a seed. Well, hey there, high school students. Welcome back to another Grounded High School podcast. As I mentioned in the intro, today we're going to be talking about the last days. To just kind of get a bearing on when the last days began, let's look at Hebrews chapter 1 and notice when the last days began. So it says in Hebrews chapter 1, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. So the last days officially began with Christ. And here we are 2,000 years later thinking, wow, if it was the last days when Jesus was alive, how much more are we in the last days now? I've heard it said, this is the latest in history it's ever been. It's never been this late in history. And maybe you're listening to this at a later time than when it was actually posted. That means that that's even a later time. The, the, the latest time in history that it's ever been. And I know that seems very trivial and maybe kind of stupid, but in reality, it's, it's something very true. We are in the last days. How do we know that we are close to the imminent return of Christ? Well, if you, if you look in your Bible at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 6, and it says, and you know, or now you know, what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. The lawless one, by the way, is a reference to the Antichrist. It's interesting to note that the only usage of the word Antichrist is found in the book of 1 John. In other places, like the book of Revelation in here, he's referred to as the lawless one or the man of sin. And it says, after he who restrains is taken out of the way, then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and all unrighteous deception among those who perish. That's a reference to unbelievers because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Now, let's make a couple of things clear. The Antichrist will not be revealed until believers are taken out of the way. That's the reference in verse 6. The restrainer, who is the Holy Spirit, who is now indwelling the church or the body of believers, not the actual church building, if you will, but the body of believers. When the Holy Spirit is removed, that, that's via the, rip, the rapture, I almost said rapture or rupture, <laughs> it's the rapture. When the church is raptured, the Holy Spirit steps out of the way. Like, imagine you have a quarterback getting ready to throw a ball, and he has his line, and the center hikes the ball, and instead of defending the quarterback, he steps out of the way, and he lets the defense 
come crashing through. So that's exactly what the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's going to step out of the way because God is omnipresent. He can't remove himself from anywhere. So he's going to step out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. Now, the lawless one and the, the spirit of lawlessness, we see lawlessness on the rise in our country, not only in the streets, but we see a move of people that want to actually legislate lawlessness and immorality. It's a telltale sign, like I said, that we are in the last days. I've heard a lot of people say if they knew that they were in the last days, they would receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Well, my question is, if you've been thinking this way, what are you waiting for? Maybe you've even thought, okay, when the rapture happens, then I'll receive Jesus. Uh, that's a very dangerous thing to think, and I'll tell you why. Let's look at this verse again. It says down in verse 9 and 10 that Satan, is this, this uh, Antichrist, is coming with all kinds of power, signs, and lying wonders with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Right now, you can receive the love of the truth, but if you reject the love of the truth, meaning you're rejecting Christ and the ultimate truth and authority of God's word in your life, you're rejecting that, and the rapture happens, guess what's going to take place? Verse 11, this, for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. So there's going to be a lie that follows the rapture of the church. And those that did not receive the love of the truth are going to be taken captive in this lie because they had the opportunity to receive Jesus and did not. So this delusion that's going to come from the lawless one is going to actually take them captive Meaning, the chances of that person getting saved after knowing that they have heard the truth and they rejected it, the chances of them coming to Christ afterward are nigh impossible. So if that's you sitting here today, maybe you're listening or you're watching, there's a great danger in thinking, I will put it off. I'll wait. And I remember the danger, or I, I should say, I remember thinking that, and there is a great danger in that. But when I was younger, I used to think, I'll wait till I'm old. I'll wait till I'm on my deathbed, and then I'll receive Christ. Thankfully, God didn't allow me to stay there. Thankfully, Christ came into my life, and it didn't just come in by force. But when the truth was revealed to me, I realized today is the day of salvation. I need Jesus today, and I'm not going to put off to tomorrow what I should do today. Listen, if you're listening to this, today is the day of salvation. And listen, if you're already a believer and maybe you're just kind of messing around with the world, then stop. It's time to repent. It's time to get serious with the Lord. And if you are serious with the Lord, stay serious with the Lord. Don't allow laziness. Don't allow complacency or anything to come into your life, but stay on fire for Jesus. Because the day that he calls us home is rapidly approaching. And we don't know when it is, but it's going to come, and it's going to come quickly. So be ready. So are we in the days of lawlessness? The answer is absolutely yes. Lawlessness is on the rise. It's on the increase. We see it in the world around us. And we see even now big tech jumping in on the bandwagon, jumping in. And what they're doing is they're saying, 
uh, that the truth is a lie and they're pro they're propelling the lies as truth. This is happening all the time. We live in a world that is promoting lawlessness. We live in a world that is promoting a one world government. They're crying out for a unity of a one world government and crying out for a one world leader. And there is everything lined up to see this end time scenario actually be fulfilled. We can never imagine a time, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, where you could pay for things by swiping a card. And it, it went from swiping a card. As a matter of fact, when credit cards first came out, you had to lay them on this little this little bed tray and you had to put uh, carbon paper over the top of it. And then this thing went across it. And it what it did was there was different layers and there was an ink layer. And what it would do, it was it would transfer the cards numbers by the ink onto another piece of paper. The charge would be on there. You would handwrite it and then the person would sign it. And that's how you got charged by credit card. Then came swipe machines where there was the magnetic swipe and you'd swipe that. And then came the chip. You would insert it into the ATM machine or you'd insert it into the payment device at your local store. And then now Costco, you can just tap the top of the machine. Do you see where we're going with this? We're going to a place where ultimately there's going to be a one world currency Ultimately, you're not going to be able to buy or sell without a mark. Okay, we're we're seeing in the world around us, everything is ripe for what the Bible details as an end times scenario. So we're very close. We see the mystery of lawlessness already at work, which means the Antichrist is around the corner. But remember, as Christians, we are not going to know who the Antichrist is. So don't even try to figure it out. It doesn't matter. We're not going to be there waiting and, and looking for him because Jesus is going to return in the clouds. He's going to take us home in, in what's known as the doctrine of imminency or the rapture. So we're going to get to go home and be with Jesus before that ever happens. We're not going to have to worry about the mark of the beast. So don't worry about, you know, oh, should I chip my dog? Is that the mark of the beast? Well, first of all, we're not told in Scripture that it's your dog that's chipped or marked. We're told it's humans that are marked. But we see the technology in wearable technology. We see wearable technology. We see technologies now that are being able to uh, be put on top of the skin, for example, by a sticker. And they can monitor your temperature. They can monitor your heartbeat and so on and so forth. So all of this stuff is there. My question is, at the end of all of this, is are you ready? Are you ready? Think about it. If you were going on a trip that started tomorrow... My question would be, are you ready to go? If it was my kids, hey guys, are you ready to go? Are you packed? We're leaving in the morning. Except for this trip, the rapture, we don't know when it is. We don't know when it is. So we always have to be ready. Think about this. If I told you I was going to take you and six of your closest friends or family members on a trip to a destination of your choice, and it was all-inclusive, all-expense paid, but there's one catch. You have to be ready to go because I'm going to come pick you up sometime in the next month. And if I come to pick you up and you aren't ready, you're not going. This is uh, the difference between being a believer and, a not, and not a believer, not being a believer who's not really paying attention or not. It's a believer or a non-believer, okay? So, so listen carefully. So if I told you I'm going to come pick you up in the next month 
and you get to go wherever you want. Everything's paid with six of your closest friends or family members. Would you be ready? Would you take your traveling bag and your toothpaste and everything with you everywhere you went? I would. A trip of my choice to whatever destination in the world that I want and everything's paid? I didn't give you a time frame. How about two weeks? Two weeks. I give you two weeks in that destination, six of your closest friends and or family members, everything's paid. All food, all souvenirs, all uh, extravagant uh, whatever you want to do. You want to go parasailing. You want to go hiking. You want to go skydiving. If I paid for everything, right? That doesn't that sound amazing because the rapture is way more amazing than, than that. We get to go be with Jesus. Hello. So it's the same. Be ready. Are you ready? I pray that you are. And if you're not, pray. The Bible says in the book of James, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you must realize you're a sinner, repent from your sins, and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can do that simply by praying and asking God to forgive you of your sin. That's realizing you're a sinner and repenting of your sin. And by confessing with your mouth or receiving Christ into your heart is believing that Jesus died on the cross, believing that Jesus rose from the dead the third day, and believing that he is God. That's what you must believe. It's what you must confess and believe in your heart. And the Bible says, you shall be saved. Listen, I hope this helps build your faith. Stay close to Jesus. We'll see you at church real soon or join us back here next time on Grounded Podcasts. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you peace. Plant a seed.